the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. And, oh, God, I'm just now realizing this is worse for me than it is for him. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Hey, senior. It is a dimly lit room. We're not kidding. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. William Barr, attorney general. Hero or villain? Or just reasonably effective bureaucrat and everybody ought to calm down. So, the attorney general is supposed to testify on their budget today. It's something you just yep. do every year. But sure. everybody's saying... Question one with the Democrats, and maybe question every with the Democrats, will be all about the Mueller report and why are you a Nazi and stuff like that. Why are you a Nazi? How long have you been a Nazi will be the question. Actually, how can you possibly defend being a Nazi? (laughs) When did you stop beating your Nazi wife? So we'll uh... (laughs) cite the classic leading question. Zip zoo. So we bring you the highlights of that throughout the show if things get uh, jazzy. I'm sure they will. You got Jim Jordan. Is it that? Is it that uh, hearing? Or is it? No, it's the House hearing. Right. So who is right. it? Right. Who are the people involved? Oh, I need to know the particulars. The people. The people uh, all the people you'd hope would be involved well, well, are right a, there. Well, it's it's a uh, it's to talk about the budget. So I don't know who that is. Which committee is it? That's what I mean. If it's the, if they're talking it's about a the, subcommittee of the House Appropriations okay, that could be Committee. Oh, could be are you so kidding? Appropriations. Sub that's that's always a party. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you get the chance, uh, Sean, look up who that might be on that committee. It might not it might not be anybody we've ever heard of actually. Um, so I guess we'll introduce everybody in the squad and get running for the day. Running as fast as we can. Running to stand still. Huh? Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, Modern I, world. I just want to mention the. Uh, <clears throat> we had a number of U.S. soldiers killed in Afghanistan yesterday, and nobody reports on that. Nobody. It just gets zero coverage. We have people in other countries fighting wars. Mm-hmm. Using my finger quotes, because we don't actually declare war, but they're pretty warry. Mm-hmm. And people die, and it doesn't even make the news. What is that? It's uh, well, we have a warrior class and a non-warrior class, much like ancient Rome toward the end. And a lot of the media is just so Trump all the time. Here's his, here's how he was evil today. Right. Just no room for any other news. Right. Like, hey, we still got this war over here, and people are dying. I wonder if we should examine. What they're doing there, whether it's worth it. Did they right. give their lives for any good cause? Any progress? What's the future? No, not a lot of. Uh, well, he, it's hard to tie in Trump because he's president number three now, dealing with roughly the same thing. 
God, it's something. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, still windy in there, I Yeah, hear. it's still very windy in here. Does that it's fan do anything other than move around the warm air? No, it's actually bringing in pretty cool cool air now, oh, there so you go. It, it, it's working okay. I saw one of the strangest things at the grocery store yesterday. We talked about Chatty Checkout Theater. Here, remember this song, Hungry Eyes, by Eric Carmen with from Dirty Dancing? How could we forget Oh. I just like, want to remember. Sounds like something you'd hear in the grocery store. Yeah, and so it's playing, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm in line, and then there's a woman, like, two people above, you know, in front of me. And all of a sudden, the checker, it gets to that chorus, and he grabs, she's buying carrots. He grabs one of her carrots <laughs> and holds her up <laughs> and starts singing to her yes. just to be funny. You yeah, know? That's just, a good one. Yeah, huh? yeah it's just, I he like looks that. right in her eyes and, and goes, hungry. And he I, looks I right like at her. that. Life's too serious. I, I know. Let's have a little fun. But she kind of chuckled, and then she was like, okay, get your hand off my vegetables. Yeah, I'd be more concerned me. about you just wrapped your mitts around my carrot. Right. Right. I mean, it was kind of funny, but at the same time, it was just strange. Awesome. Yeah, so he's just checking things. Sure. All of a sudden, he suddenly just grabs a carrot and then goes to the chorus. That's you know? his drop-the-carrot moment right there. Huh? So, yeah. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? So would it be the committee members, I think, on this? I don't recognize yes. any of these people. Yeah, oh, well, Debbie it's... Wasserman Schultz. There's a name I recognize. Oh, She'll oh, bring what it. What a treat right. she is. She'll yeah. bring it. Oh, please. Um, She'll bring it. Nita Lowy. I don't know you. Kay Granger. I don't know you. Sanford Bishop Jr. I don't oh, know you. Name, he though. played the saxophone on Hungry Eyes. <laughs> right. Uh, Rosa. Yeah, I don't know most of these people. That's fine. Yeah. Rosie Palmer. Um, Jeez. Yes, yes. That's fine. Well, these are, uh, you know, they're uh, people going to be hungry to make their name. We got they're Michael, some headlines. quote unquote, Mike Simpson. So, you know, you, you know, can it, call him Mike if you want to. It's all <laughs> possible that. Uh, Is that actually how he's listed? Yeah. Michael, Michael quote yeah. unquote, <laughs> Mike Simpson. <laughs> yeah. yes. so, so if you want, wow. you know, wow. I'm cool. I'm just like you. You can call me Mike if you want to relate. Wow. The name's Michael, but I. Go by Mike. <laughs> um, you know, it's possible that the cable news channels have uh, oversold the, the excitement of this, and it will just be a hearing about their budget. And who cares? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Any right. chance, like, AOC takes one of their seats and is in, like, a wig or something and just hijacks some questions? <laughs> awesome. There is Marshall Phillips, who does uh, our news every day. How are you, Marshall? i got to tell you, the weather is getting nicer, and you know what that means? The nights of the open road are out and about once again. This morning, turned the corner by the radio ranch coming to work and almost ran into one, wearing, once again, all dark clothes, lurching about with two of his associates. Now... When this happens, they tend to glare at me, and we I was not very far from the driveway into the ranch, so I took another turn and drove uh, the opposite way and then killed about five minutes before I came back because yeah. I didn't want them to follow me. Gave them the slip. Yep, I did. I understand. And I think that's perfectly reasonable that a person has to use those sort of maneuvers out of safety yep. because of people that are hanging around where you work. Yep. Dangerous vagabonds, exactly, yep. hanging around and the he, streets. Yeah, and that's a reasonable not, lifestyle. These are not the amusing-looking guys that I see every now and again. No, who, what, whatever your your plan for fixing that, or the cause of it is, yep. you know, it, it varies. But the idea that we just, that's where we are, for a lot of cities, or towns, or wherever, right. you just, I, I, I can't go into that store. Or if I go to work, I better drive around for a while until some of the homeless people left or whatever. It's just that's a, it's an interesting place we are. All right. 
Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, April 9th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Some more international news. Yesterday, there was a marathon in North Korea, and they had a record high turnout. Marathons are a little different in North Korea. As soon as the race starts, everyone runs in different directions. (laughs) They're trying to escape oppression. (laughs) Um, uh, By the way, getting back to Marshall's story, um, I was told in a city council meeting that that is like bigotry. You're making judgments about these people when you don't even know them. Um, you're assuming all kinds of terrible things about them, and that makes you a bad person. So I just wanted to let you know, Marshall, just pass that along from the city council meetings I've attended. Well, I, the idea that you should make your way through life and not like make any judgments about the people you run into to protect yourself or to you know, have a happier life is so divorced from reality. Yeah. I mean, if, should you make like overt, prejudicial uh, you know, conclusions about people? The woman, oh, no. in the, the woman in the city council meeting I attended after saying that right. about me um, then told a story about how I pulled into a parking spot and a guy pulled into me in a suit and tie and a nice car and yelled at me because he said I took my spot. So I'm more worried about him than I am about. So it's uh, guys yeah. in suit and ties and nice cars. That's a. Uh, you're being a bigot if you just assume people angry looks lurching around in the You're dark. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? As you pointed out, the war in Afghanistan goes on, claiming more American lives. President Trump shaking up his national security team and an amazing breakthrough, a possible cancer-fighting vaccine. I hope it's true. Coming up. How does mail bag look? Oh, very nice. We have an excellent freedom-loving quote of the day. If you have a college student, force them to listen. Call them in their dorm room, wake them up, make them listen to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Tell them no more tuition money for you, money grubber. If anything happens that's exciting during our show, we'll let you know about it, okay? With the uh, Bill Barr stuff? Yeah. But if it's boring, we're not going to bring it to you. We're not cable news. We don't have to force this stuff on you. Pretend it's interesting. Exactly. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. High school baseball game. Field was wet. One guy said, I know what to do. What did he do? Poured poured 25 gallons of gasoline on it and set it on fire. I saw a YouTube video once where somebody did this. Well, there's lots of YouTube videos of this. And hey, now, y'all, watch this. And somebody said it's probably hazardous now, so I'm not sure we can have the kids play out there. And it's just oh, it's become a big mess. But anyway, it's not wet. You try example. I'll tell you one thing it ain't. It's wet. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's some small town ingenuity. It's, it's, it's problem solving. Toxic. It'll be fine. 
Exactly. It's a little fiery. <laughs> we still got a, a bit of a conflagration out there by third base, but uh, I think everybody will be all right. Mailbag. You know you can email us, and we'll actually read it. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have a, uh, a freedom-loving quote of the day. This I would call a perspective-loving quote of the day from Adam Smith. He, uh, he told us all about the invisible hand. General Joe Biden thing. All of a sudden, there's somebody there. Whoa, hey, what was that? Did I show you guys the the picture that somebody photoshopped my face onto Adam Smith? <laughs> oh, because you're investing? The wow. father of modern economics? No, so it, the Washington Post put out a thing that they were hiring an economics writer, and this was uh-huh. right when the college admissions scandal mm, thing was going. Hilarious. So I told somebody to photoshop me onto Adam Smith, and I used that as my application to the Washington That's Post. That's a good idea. Excellent. Here's what Adam Smith said. <clears throat> What can be added to the happiness of a man who is in health, out of debt, and has a clear conscience? Hmm. You know, that's not a bad checklist. In uh-huh. Out of debt. If you're in health, out of debt, and have a clear conscience, mm-hmm. you're about as happy as it gets. True that. Yeah. There you go. There's uh, Sean's trying to show you a picture there. That actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Photoshop. Uh, here's a freedom-loving quote of the day from SCOTUS Justice William O. Douglas. Uh, in the case Terminiello versus City of Chicago. Of course, you uh, remember that case. Uh, Terminiello was a Catholic priest. He gave a speech condemning various racial and political groups. The crowd rioted, and he was charged with breach of peace. Said Justice Douglas, The function of free speech is to invite dispute. It may indeed best serve its high purpose when it induces a con- condition of unrest, hmm. creates dissatisfaction with conditions as they are, and even stirs people to anger. Yeah, we should talk about that more later. Um, you, uh, <clears throat> I know you uh, teased the thing yesterday. Um, oh, it was a guy from Saturday uh, from uh, sixty Minutes, the the gazillionaire investor, one of the world's most successful investors, saying we've got political unrest coming, violence in the streets over income inequality. Right. So I want to talk about that because it uh, kind of fits with that there. Yeah, yeah. But at any rate, so colleges, well, we can't have a conservative on the uh, campus because people might get angry and throw things. So uh, we can't. Uh, we're going to charge the students for $50,000 worth of security. So I guess that means I can't come on. Well, you just suck at your jobs. You're just <laughs> bad. You're bad at being a college. You should really close. You suck at your job. You should close the college. You, to take anybody's money for the shallow and, and ugly imitation of education that you offer is fraud. Uh, here's Cindy from South Dakota. She's Fagafy, friend of Armstrong and Getty, over 15 years, 19 specifically. Well, um, don't know if you'd uh, be following through with the suggested uh, addict admissions from a listener last week. You know you're addicted to Armstrong and Getty, but uh, here goes. Oh, I should ask for this clip. Do we have Vince Cully handy? Um, uh, hi, my name is Cindy, and every time I hear the word, uh, hear someone see the word anyway, I find myself whispering Owen oh, too <laughs> under my breath. Anyway, and who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, Owen oh, too. Owen oh, too. <laughs> Fantastic. On the topic, you should get, I, if I'd, I'd probably follow more baseball if there was a little 
insightful political commentary between oh. pitches? Oh, boy. Yeah, as long <laughs> as I agree with it. Um, so nice. Anyway, 0-2. That's right, eh, Trump's putting babies in cages anyway. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have a pitching change. <laughs> that would not help me enjoy baseball at all. <laughs> Uh, so uh, here's uh, Nancy writing in about getting good workers, uh, something that came up yesterday, particularly among the young. Last job, my husband worked a maintenance supervisor on a car part uh, factory floor. He, uh, he was on the committee for hiring. His preference for hiring began with veterans, any ethnicity or gender, then those foreign-born of any country or gender. His least preferred hire was any American of any ethnicity or gender under age 25. He said they couldn't get to work on time, missed work, resented the work, and couldn't stay out of the bathrooms where they'd hidden their phone, where they hide to use their phones. Of course, he was often censured by HR for his clear sight. That was nine years ago, and it's probably worse. Uh, interesting. So there's a little workplace discrimination. I'm not hiring any Americans under 25. Has there been any sort of court case or challenge or anything about just even having your phone at work? Has there been any attempt to say, look, you got to put your phone in a locker when you come in this place because we just we have too many people spending time staring at their phone. I've we have it. phones, so if you have an emergency or somebody needs to get a hold of you and it's right. really important, they can. Right. I'm sure there are companies that have that policy. They've got to. I would think it'd be very beneficial. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. Of course, though, anybody wants to work there might be difficult. Jack, as you know, most people call me Mr. Positive. And so let me turn that negative into a positive. You know, you, if you're young or your kids or, or whomever, tell them, listen, when you're at an interview, make the point. I'm not going to stare at my phone all day. I know I'm here to work. Let's get to work. Wow, that might you be You express the... that kind of attitude? You're might, in, baby. That might be the best thing to throw into an interview. That might supersede anything else. That's why they call me Mr. Positive. That's why I have an Apple Watch. I just stare at that. Oh, no. (laughs) Marshall's News next, right here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, it just started. The Attorney General is facing questions from a committee. It's, It's a subcommittee. The Appropriations Subcommittee, mm. with mostly names you've never heard, but the chair immediately has launched into talking about the Mueller report. Is that Representative Jose the Pepper Serrano? Right. So he's already bringing up the Mueller report. So the way I just I just heard it laid out. So the chair is going to talk for a while, say nasty things about Barr. Then the Republicans are going to, I'm guessing, the point of this get-together is to talk about the budget for the year. Right. So I don't know if the Republicans are going to stick with the budget or just stand up for Barr. And then Barr gets to make a statement, which I would assume is going to be, God, it could be an hour-long discussion of the budget. You'll see a 2% rise in our coffee budget. We uh, we took a poll among everybody, and turns out we've got more people who like coffee than we thought. Moving along to copier paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could so, be that for hours. So it could be a long time before we get to the jazzy stuff where they're really grilling him about being a Nazi and hiding the Mueller report. Right! Get to the Nazism! And we'll bring that to you the moment it happens, all right? We're 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 following this. News now with Marshall Phillips. All right. On a uh, very serious note, the war drags on. Three U.S. soldiers, one American contractor killed in Afghanistan. Oh. When their convoy hit a roadside bomb near Bagram Air Base, that is the main U.S. base in that country. Here's the question I have as both uh, a patriot, a taxpayer, and, you know, uh, coming from a military family, doesn't want to see people die in vain. 
us leaving tomorrow or last week or six months from now going to have any effect on where Afghanistan ends up? Hmm. Somebody answer that question. I don't believe it. Almost I don't believe it. certainly not. Right. Right. Yeah, three others were wounded in the attack, which uh, was claimed by the Taliban. Now, this makes everything extremely messy because at this point we are talking. The U.S. is talking with Taliban reps about getting American troops out of Afghanistan. You know, it's it's. I understand from a international relations standpoint the difference between saying, "Look, they're going to slaughter everybody, so we're out," and saying we have we have finalized an agreement with the Taliban and the government that nobody is going to slaughter everyone and, and and there is a chance for peace and now we're out and you wave goodbye with a smile on your face then everyone gets slaughtered but you've done you did your best you didn't give up yeah. now it's the Taliban's fault that there's a slaughter so it's a face-saving thing I'm not sure it's a worth a damn, but I think that's what's happening. And about 14,000 U.S. forces are still in Afghanistan. Their primary mission is to, quote, advise Afghan security forces. I advise you to run for your lives the minute we leave. That would be my advice. I advise you to get you and your family out of the country. Yeah. President Trump and his White House allies are pressing for a harder line on immigration. They've sped up their campaign to clean house at the Department of Homeland Security with a mission far wider than just the departure of Secretary Nielsen. That word coming as the director of the Secret Service, Randolph Tex Alice, is being pushed out of his job amid a growing administration shakeup. The career service or Secret Service official James Murray is going to replace him. Did that have anything to do with that uh, crazy later lady and or Chinese spy getting into Mar-a-Lago? I can't. I, I haven't heard anything about what it's about. So that's as good a guess as I've heard. We've got more info on that woman. They think that nut job may have been a spy. She had all kinds of interesting stuff in her hotel room. More on that to come. She's a bad spy. More on that, yeah. Yeah, the Associated Press citing three officials is saying Alice is leaving because of a personality conflict within the agency. And it wasn't related to the resignation of uh, Kirsten Nielsen or the security breach at Mar-a-Lago. And that's what the Associated Press is reporting. That doesn't mean anything. That <laughs> just doesn't mean anything. Meanwhile, it appeared as though the Homeland Security, Nielsen, quit, but that may be open to interpretation. Now it looks more like it was quit or I'll fire you. Why? Well, according to reports, Nielsen may not have been hardline enough for President Trump. As the story goes, Nielsen and Trump were at odds two weeks ago when he was publicly threatening to completely close the southern border. Sources are saying the president ordered Nielsen and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to shut down the port of El Paso on March 22nd and then to shut down other ports in subsequent days. Nielsen came up with a counterproposal. She just wanted to slow down entries at legal ports, saying that all that would be achieved by Trump's plan would be to end legal trade and travel, but migrants would just go in between the ports to get in. So uh, supposedly that was the big standoff. Well, could have been. There's no way we're going to close the border. There's just nobody in favor of that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Researchers. I think old Kirsten Kirsten Nielsen was just sick of sick of her job and glad to be gone. <laughs> Researchers appear to have developed a treatment that turns tumors into cancer killers. A study out in the journal Nature Medicine 
says there were promising results in a test on a small clinical trial of patients with lymphoma at the Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. The treatment is referred to as a vaccine because it causes a person's immune system to fight the disease, but it is not preventative like a flu shot, shot like that. The uh, new trial is going to continue on uh, patients with lymphoma as well as those with breast and head and neck cancer. So they're basically using your immune system to fight the cancer cells. That seems to be the future. I hope they get it nailed down. And it was a wild night in uh, Minneapolis as the Virginia Cavaliers pulled off an overtime victory against Texas Tech, clinching the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship for the first time in school history. Rebound into the hands of Hunter. And Virginia with the all-time When all said and done, the score was 85-77. I was reminded that last year, Virginia was on the losing end of the first time a number one seed had ever lost to a number 16 seed. With mostly the same starters. The ultimate humiliation last year, the ultimate victory this year. It's an American story. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So they do have a um, committee hearing going on. It's the Appropriations Subcommittee, which I'm really into. But they've already started grilling the Attorney General about the Mueller report, and we'll bring you any highlights if it uh, gets excited. It may, it may not. I think if you look at line 432C, you'll see a half percent decline in air conditioning electricity (laughs) costs. Well, that's good stuff. Um, the lady that snuck into Mar-a-Lago, the Chinese spy, allegedly, what she had on her and in her hotel room sure looks like a spy. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Questioned by Congress for the first time since the Mueller report came out. Here's your headline, Jack. Top House Democrats plan to hammer William Barr over Mueller report during Tuesday testimony. Well, it hasn't happened yet. They're currently talking about the uh, the budget. For... Bunch of droners talking about line items thus far. So They're actually doing their jobs. It's disgusting. So if it gets exciting, we'll uh, we'll let you know. We'll bring that to you. Actually questioning them about the committee's work. Horrible. Why? Who's what? When are you going to call him a Nazi? Somebody call somebody a Nazi. Nazi Germany. So old big neck Jerry Nadler from New York, he's a congressman that's the chair of the committee that's trying to get Trump's taxes and all kinds of different stuff, right? Yep. Um, uh, and Trump tweeted this morning, Congressman Jerry Nadler fought me for years on a very large development I built on the west side of Manhattan. So they've got a history of battling about developments way back Going way back, yeah, and interesting. The world, Bad is, blood. the world is just so small among politicians and the super rich. Because mm. you remember, Trump and Mueller had a beef over his membership at the golf course. That's right. So yeah. all these people yeah. are involved in their own lives with things that before they even get to run into each other at this level. Sure, got history, resentments, etc. Or alliances. 
Yeah. So had this Chinese lady get into Mar-a-Lago, where uh, it's Trump's golf club, where he hangs out when he's not at work in uh, Washington, D.C., and she got in and was a... Claimed she wanted to go swimming. <laughs> well, exactly. She showed up at the front desk. They said, what are you doing here? She said, uh, you got a pool here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here to swim. You got a suit? Uh, not so much, no. Why are you here? Uh, Chinese-American meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. And then some, Nice cover story, baby. Somebody got hip to her, and on her person, she had four cell phones, an external hard drive, can do a little downloading and or uploading. And a thumb drive can, carrying malware that FBI agents plugged into a computer and it immediately started downloading crazy stuff. So okay. it, was, it was ready to infect people's computers. Yeah, interesting. So, And then yesterday it was released that back in her hotel room, she had $8,000, several credit cards, a signal detector, nine different USB drives, and five SIM cards, along with another cell phone, to make a total of five cell phones, which is at least plenty. Now, the signal detector is a thing that you can walk into a building with and detect whether or not there are any um, cameras anywhere Mm, spying on you or uh, Or, listening devices or anything like that. So that's full-on pretty high-tech spy gear you got. I I can't think of a single reason she would have that gear unless she was a spy. I mean, if you're, like, traveling in Russia... You're an American official. You'd want that stuff just to avoid being spied upon. But you know, I've I've played at a number of the golf clubs of uh, of America, Jack, and there's not a lot of spying goes on there. Mostly it's just golf know and, of. and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was the way this highly equipped Chinese spy was going to do something. Yeah, that was her expert cover story. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for swimming or a meeting or something. I don't know, maybe golf. I don't know. Can I come in? Yeah, and, and, and be, they busted her. And, and sure, the president hangs out there, but I mean, unless you got like really into the inner circle of where the president is, aren't you just going to like be infecting the computers at a golf course? <laughs> right. Right. As guys up. post their scores. Oh, it turns out Joe Jones shot an 87. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know unless, uh, who knows, uh, there may be malware available that will turn every computer into a listening device because... Oh, Many computers have good microphones and or the phone system, uh, something like that. Although you'd think she'd go to the trouble of like having a cover story or just climb over a fence at night or something. Or do you send somebody so wacky like this that in case they get caught, you can say, look, she's not a Chinese spy. She's obviously just a rogue weirdo if you're China. That's and an not, odd strategy. And not get caught with an actual competent, super sharp spy Getting into the uh, the president's uh, weekend White House, yeah. it's a, which is a pretty aggressive move, you know, if it came from top levels in China. Yeah, but that'd be an odd strategy. Let's spend. Let's. This is an important thing that we get this intelligence. So let's send a really bad spy so we have plausible deniability. Is that your theory? That's not the way spies work. I've watched the Bourne movies, all of them, including the weird <laughs> and the old last one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, but so- she's clearly a spy. All this stuff may be stuff you can purchase online, for all I know. I mean, it's pretty cool spy gear, but it might all be publicly available. Could she be a wackadoo who's a would-be spy? With eight grand in cash? Yeah, that's that's a little odd. Still, Five cell phones, five SIM cards, nine USB drives. That's just embarrassing. I've read the Red Sparrow books, all of them. 
including the weird last one. Well, your your uh, credentials are unimpeachable. <laughs> All right. Having seen the board movies probably, and read the Red Sparrow books. I could probably take over Director of National Intelligence with a, you know, a f- pretty short ramp-up period. Well, the this, the the hearing, um, uh, the, the legal hearing, because she broke a bunch of laws, is uh, going to resume on Monday, and I suppose they'll try to get to the bottom of this. So I was just reading what uh, alleged, well, it, it claimed to be a, um, a a good, solid, insider-sourced account of why the head guy from the uh, Secret Service was just let go, and it didn't mention that at all. It was just that he was brought on. He was a he was a General Kelly guy. And he was reforming the Secret Service. He'd been around for a while, done a pretty good job, and everybody liked him pretty well. But uh, Trump's been looking to promote this guy from within, who's really well thought of, and now seemed like a good time, so he did it. Yeah, that's and, a problem with any time going in Washington. Anybody going in Washington, D.C., is always assigned all these crazy motives when it couldn't just be, I want somebody different, or they quit, or you just never know. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Back to the spine thing. So I'm thinking of, so she was in court yesterday, and we learned a little more. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I had a point. Um. Trump said fairly pointedly, I thought at the time, the uh, the woman at the front desk did a really good job. I want to single her out. The woman at the front desk at the club really was the key to stopping this. And I thought that sounded like mildly sarcastic. It wasn't the, it wasn't the secret. It was the receptionist <laughs> at the golf club. Thank God I got a good receptionist because you bozos didn't do it. Yeah, I, I don't I know if that's what kind of sort about. of took it that way. I don't know if he is either. But maybe he's just singling out an employee for praise. When the burglars from the Watergate break in uh, had their first court appearance, that's when the whole Watergate story started. That's when Bob Woodward, you know, got into it. Why why were there burglars over there? What's going on there? That one name, who's he connected to? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But they were bungling. Yeah. They, they, They made some really stupid errors in doing something that was a big deal coming from the freaking president of the United States. And and because it's not easy to get people to do this sort of stuff, I guess. Mm. I don't know. What were the best bungles from Watergate? A uh, guy left the door open. That's 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 how they ended up getting caught by the police. But they just he he was supposed to put tape over the door and forgot and got locked out or something like that. Yeah, it, just, was, it had something to do with yeah. tape over the door. Yeah, a variety of things like that. Yeah, but um, I think the security guard noticed the tape anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. That'd be, bungling. Some, that'd be something if she was a, a top-level spy for the Chinese, though. Is that going to be a, a rift? A diplomatic rift? I don't know. We're spying on each other all the time. Yeah, but right to go into Trump's own golf course. Yeah. Well, there are people who, who are concerned that the security isn't good enough there. He spends all that time there. I don't know. I, I wish I, she'd had a fake wig and some disappearing ink or something. <laughs> Like uh, the, the dental implants, goofy toofies, and like uh, <laughs> yeah, contact lenses to change the color of her eyes. <laughs> they found her with goofy toofies. Yeah, yeah. I heard this uh, Democratic congressperson uh, griping angrily on one of your cable news channels the other day about how Trump hangs out at Mar-a-Lago and not Camp David. And what this person hell? was saying, Camp David... It, it costs the American tax people $8 million a year to maintain, or whatever the figure was, and he goes to the golf club. And I'm thinking, well, what would it cost to maintain if he did go there? Exactly the same. So, and, and the next guy's probably going to go there. The next president probably won't own a string of golf courses. Most so. likely. God, everybody calm down, huh? Mayor Pete doesn't have a string of golf courses. His winter White House will be uh, Indiana, somewhere in Indiana. 
Tell you what, I know we got a lot of folks who, who hate some of his policies, and, and I disagree with a lot of them pretty strongly, but have you heard his latest pitch when people say he's inexperienced because he's barely 37 years old, and you got to be 35 according to the Constitution, which was written when, you know, frankly, by age 12, you knew five languages and had been working for five years. <laughs> You know, and, and life expectancy was like 52 if you're lucky. So, you know, 37 by modern standards is, qu- I'm sorry, 35 in the Constitution is quite young. But anyway, when they uh, say, well, what about experience? You know, you're only 37. And he says, I have more executive experience than anybody in the Senate. I have more military experience than anybody uh, who's running or anybody in the Congress, I think he said, something like that. Certainly more than anybody who's running. Right, and then he's got one more pitch about uh, how he's got a lot of life experience, and I thought, you know what, that's a pretty good uh, you know, a counter-argument. I heard, his speech, Strong. I heard his speech yesterday about when he decided to come out and everything that was pretty, pretty good and pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. He's, he's trying to pitch himself as kind of an anti-Pence, because Pence had a couple of uh, policies in Indiana that the LGBTQ uh, crowd doesn't like very much. But it was interesting because he and Pence appear to have a very good working relationship when they're both working in Indiana. But I, I think Mayor Pete's smart enough to know he can't say that on the campaign trail. I just love Indiana. Yeah, yeah, Hillary, nobody cares. We'll have to play a little bit of Mayor Pete talking about his coming out experience. kind of interesting, um, among other things. Oh, hey, people are uh, getting a lot of enjoyment out of Barack Obama's speech about immigration. We'll play some of that for you. Awesome. Uh, get caught up in all that different stuff. Also, is your couch killing you? And it's not one of Marshall's stop sitting stories. It has to do with the fire retardants. Oh, really? Yeah. Sitting is the new smoking. Did you know that? Stop Jim? it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.